0: The e-resource of this episode is Udemy. Gail presents Udemy, offering thousands of on-demand video courses taught by world-class instructors. Courses cover the freshest and most relevant content on leadership and management, coding, design, marketing, IT operations, data science, project management, human resources, sales, accounting, finance productivity, arts, hobbies, health, and personal development. You'll find Udemy in the e-learning section of our e-library, jocolibrary.org slash e-library. Uh, I know when I get interested in something, whether it be running, writing, nutrition, dog training, beekeeping, gardening, you name it, I consume everything I can find about that topic.
1: Joco Library Uncovered.
2: To me, what really defines a hobby and makes this different than our fun drive episode is that personal enrichment component. This is more than just fun and games. A hobby is self-improvement. And you may not know this, Charles, but a hobby might just save your life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So have you ever heard of the website Money Talk News? I have not. Oh, no. come on. I know you're a frequent. Uh, no? So, no? <laughs> no, new, new well, one for me. It, it popped up and I thought, you know, this is kind of relevant to our hobbies episode. And so okay. they write, research shows some hobbies can add years or even decades to your life. Hmm. So they identify the 10 hobbies that can help you live longer. Okay. Yeah. So I thought... It'd be kind of fun to go through the list and see which of these we engage in. Does sure. that sound good?
3: Yeah, sounds good to me.
2: All right. So I reverse the order, so we'll go from 10 to 1. So kind okay. of, yeah, we'll save, save the best for last. Okay. okay. So number 10, meditation. Do you meditate? Mm,
3: I have a couple times. It's, yeah. it's peaceful. I could see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I do. And I, I use even like just short form, um, just sometimes like when you're in the car, instead of going all road rage, take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> kind of recenter yourself and be in the moment. I think that's important. And then I, I feel like the simple idea of breathing in for four mm-hmm. counts and holding it for six counts and then counting seven out and just letting your thoughts go. I think that's a good thing.
3: I mean, we did that in band, but I think oh. they were trying to get us <laughs> to expand our our breath control oh, yeah, for, for
2: playing instruments. Number nine, yoga. Okay. Do Do you participate in yoga? Not
3: usually. Yeah. My wife does, and oh, cool. she has had me do some yoga videos with her. But. All
2: right yeah oh, yes. yeah me either um I, I do a little stretching but mm-hmm. that's that's not the same yeah um, I'm open to it though if it's gonna add years to my life yeah all right uh dancing
3: I do like to dance yeah
2: formally or informally
3: uh both yeah yeah, yeah. dancing around the kitchen with the kids it's yeah, yeah, sure. always fun but I also uh, I when I was in high school I learned West coast swing dancing really so I'm um, time I get a chance to listen to some jazz and do some West Coast swing, I, I have
2: a good I friend like who uh used to do uh competitive swing dancing, yeah, yeah. uh very serious about it um yeah, I, my my dance is just informally when when the mood and the music uh you know call for it. Uh, number seven, owning a pet this is yeah. something I don't know about you. Do you own a pet? We have three pets really yeah. a dog and two cats, yeah, yeah.
3: I don't, wow. I don't know. Sometimes the cats, I think they might be shortening my life. but
2: Wow. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, I just have one cat. I used okay. to have two, but we had to say goodbye to Miss Margaret. Mm-hmm. But uh, our, our cat is named Vivian. Okay. Wh- wh- what are your pet's names?
3: So our our oldest is Gus. It's short for Gustav, but we call him Gus. He's okay. our cat. Um, and the other cat is Benji. Was... Nice, Benji the like cat, sure. Benji the cat, named by my son, um, and then Rosie the
2: dog, named by my son as well.
0: Love so, it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> those are great yeah. pet names. Okay, um, walking. Uh, I'm a big walker. I walk daily. I try to try to get at least a few miles in. Try mm-hmm. to get 20 miles in a week. You know, how about you? You're a walker?
3: Yeah, we we walk around the neighborhood. Walk the dog. Go uh, to the park by our house. Lots of walking with the family.
2: All right. How about volunteering? Not a lot, no. Yeah. I I, I always like to say that my volunteering is donating blood. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I have O negative blood. So anybody can use my blood, but I can only receive O negative blood. Okay. But uh, I feel like, you know, that's a good way for me to volunteer my time is to do that. So anyways, um, number four, listen to music.
3: I do that a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured you would. Listen to and create music. Uh, me too. Number three. Oh, we're getting closer and closer. Number one. Number three is cooking.
3: Yes. Are, are you a cook? I, do, I am, yeah. 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 I, I like to bake. I like to cook. I like... Uh, I'm in the kitchen all the time. Yeah. Just...
2: I, I am not a baker. My wife does the baking, but okay. uh, I... I uh, Yeah. I, I started cooking back in junior high and Mm -hmm. uh ever since then uh i've had a you know um, an interest in it and learning different techniques and trying new things and
3: uh yeah i think i'm i was somewhere around the same time i was in like a summer enrichment class learning to cook when i was in probably middle
2: school Yeah. And it was fun.
3: I stuck with it.
2: Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, living just a few blocks down from the farmer's market makes it kind of uh, a joy as well. Yeah. Um, Speaking of produce, number two is gardening. Okay. Do you do any gardening?
3: I don't really. I I used to enjoy gardening, um, and then we lived in a bunch of apartments for a while, and we just got a house recently. And my wife has started like a raised garden bed, like a small one in our backyard. But we don't have like, it's kind of on a hill. So there's no real great spot for a garden like I would picture. But yeah, yeah, we do a little bit around the house. But mostly that's something that my wife's interested in. (laughs) She takes care of that.
2: Well, I'm trying to count it up. I, I believe I have six raised beds. Okay. And I have a cucumber trellis. A couple of compost bins, but yeah, I I do a lot of gardening and it's not just vegetable gardening, but also, uh, you know, some decorative uh, flower beds. Okay. That brings us to number one. Number one. You haven't peeked at the list, have you? No, what? Oh my gosh. Number one, painting miniatures. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, knew, I knew i would get charles with that one because he lo- that's his hobby that's, that's what he loves hobby. to do yep. he loves to paint miniatures no i'm sorry that's not true <laughs> that's not... the actual true number one hobby is reading reading yeah that's, yep. that's, a that's good right one. so if you want to live a better and longer life you're going to want to listen to this episode of Joko Library Uncovered as Reader's Advisory Librarian Helen Hokinson and friends take a deep dive into hobbies. But first, news you need to know. Library news.
3: So we are back here for our collection Deep Dive into Hobbies, and we have our Reader's Advisory Librarian for the episode, Helen Hokanson. Welcome, Helen.
0: Thanks, Charles.
3: Helen, who did you bring with you today?
0: Uh, I brought some hobby enthusiasts today, and um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves.
4: Hi, my name is Lydia. I work at the Makerspace.
5: I'm a Makerspace facilitator. I'm Joyce, and I am a clerk at the Corinth
6: branch. My name is Jess, and I am over at Leewood as an information specialist.
0: And I'm Helen. I am a reference librarian with a focus on local writers. I am excited to dive down a rabbit hole with you guys about your hobbies. Uh, I know when I get interested in something, whether it be running, writing, nutrition, dog training, beekeeping, gardening, you name it. I consume everything I can find about that topic. Do you guys think that's normal or are we unique because we're surrounded by books and information all the time?
4: I wouldn't say that we're unique um having hobbies in general is something that we as humans crave like we want to have those creative outlets or those outlets that are just purely for fun and for the enjoyment of it um one book that i enjoy as an artist um, is the why we make things and why it matters it talks about why we are drawn to crafting to artisan things and why it's such an important fundamental aspect of being a human.
6: I think that's a great point, Lydia. I also think about how much we want to reclaim of our own time and how important it is for us to do something that's fun and not necessarily driven by productivity or profit Um, and so while we may see more titles because we're around them more often and get ideas for what hobbies are I think that we definitely all want to uh, find something that that drives us you know to learn something new you know we're a a learning organization here at Johnson County Um, and so like one of the things that if you're looking for a new hobby uh, we have a book for that it's get a hobby and there's even a personality test to see something that maybe if you haven't thought of it before for you want to try it now
0: several years ago well maybe a decade there was a giant book for adults and it was just like the badge books for scouting and so it had all these different um things that you could just do a quick dip into to learn about um so yeah i think people are hungry for opportunities to just learn something new not with any purpose other than curiosity so it's out there um Joyce, what about you? What are you interested in right now?
5: Well, sometimes you have a hobby that becomes kind of a lifelong obsession, (laughs) and mine would be genealogy. I've been really uh, focused on that for for 25, 30 years, Um, and the library really helps me to learn more things that, and, and not have to pay for expensive subscription services there are there are a lot of things at the at the central resource library that that patrons can obtain and and on our website as well.
0: So for people who are new to genealogy who want to start researching their family history what where would you suggest they start?
5: Well we have a great um, group of volunteers at the central Library if If you are new to genealogy there's um folks who staff the genealogy desk from 9 to 5 on Monday through Saturday and you can come in there and they've got forms and and different databases that you can get started with if you're you know brand new to genealogy we also have a basic genealogy class there's one that's going to be starting up in September and that's a great resource as well um, that we really have a, a library within a library at uh, the Central Resource Branch because the the Genealogy Society uh, of Johnson County keeps its collection there, and um, they're continually adding to it.
0: What about, so my sister's really into researching our g- genealogy, but I'm, you know, letting her do that. What I'm fascinated with are all those carousels of slides that my family, we used to watch them at Christmas. We'd get the slideshow out and look at the, How is there a way for us to access those? Well, at our central research branch, we have a new
5: feature um, called the Memory Lab, where you can bring in photos you can bring in slides. You can bring in negatives. You can scan them to electronic digital images so that you can share them more easily and and kind of preserve them for for future. Um, right now, you you make an appointment through the genealogy society, uh, and their website information is available uh, on the library's website. I should. Say that if you're interested in in genealogy and what you can find at the library, a good thing to do first is to go to the library website, which is jocolibrary.org, go to the research tab, and then there's genealogy. And from there, there are tons of links, one of which includes the local genealogy society. And that's where you go to sign up for an appointment with the memory lab and uh, you can learn more there about the process and what kinds of equipment is available
1: Mm -hmm.
5: it is wildly popular so if you're thinking oh i've got free time next week i could dash into the library and do that well if someone's like canceled an appointment you might possibly be able to do that you really have to plan ahead of time for that However, we do also have the wonderful maker space, and there are some further options there where if are not able to um, get your schedule to match up with what's available through the Genealogy Society, you could go to the Makerspace and use some of their equipment. And Lydia can talk more about that.
4: Yeah. Um, The Makerspace actually does have a flatbed scanner. So if you're scanning photos, um, and it can do negatives and color positives as well. Um, And it's been great seeing people who maybe aren't able to get into the memory lab coming into the Makerspace and scanning. And we also have photo editing tools like Photoshop. So it's been so fun seeing a lot of older patrons who maybe had never used Photoshop or things like that before jumping in and learning a new skill or learning a new hobby of photo editing. It's been really fun.
0: So you're welcoming to people with no computer skills. Of
4: course, yeah. We're a learning organization here at the library.
0: So yeah, while my sister's digging into all the databases in our genealogy collection, along with the pictures i'm more interested in recreating the experiences that my my grandparents engaged in and my grandmother was a knitter and my dad said she used to knit a piece of her hair or she would leave mistakes so that whatever she made was very personal and i know Jess you're a knitter i am yeah yeah what what kinds of things are you using at the library
6: so i yeah i started out as a knitter and then i really fell head over heels for spinning yarn. Um, So not only um, knitting with yarn, but spinning my own yarn and then using it for my own projects. So spinning is the process of taking a length of fiber, uh, whether it's wool or plant or synthetic, and then twisting it to make thread or yarn. And you can use it by itself or twist it with other spun lengths of fiber to make it a stronger and more durable yarn for your purpose. Um, Like if you wanted to make socks or sweaters or... Back in the day, or even now, ropes and lanyards or woven fabric. I mean, it's the perfect intersection of art and science that I found. And you can get as creative or as technical as you'd like. And there's always something new to explore within the medium.
0: Like knitting with dog hair?
6: That is a thing. <laughs> people people absolutely do that. Um, may not be as common, but it is something that people have explored.
0: Ah, uh, Goals. So
6: one of the tools that I use is uh, spinning uh, on a wheel, you know, uh, akin to Sleeping Beauty or something of that nature. But I have found um, while learning uh, spinning, it's incredibly meditative for me. And so I can tune out the world and, you know, my hands and my feet can work on their own. And one of the books that I used a lot when first learning how to do this is something called Yarnitecture by Jillian Moreno. And it's just completely saturated with color and personality. And if there was a how to make yarn book, uh, like a class in book form, this would absolutely be the book um, that I would recommend. I probably checked it out at least a dozen times uh, before I ended up buying my own copy because it was just that essential to my
0: collection. So, how many times you've checked something out from the library is a clear indication of when it's time to buy it. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So um, you've got a spindle right here in the recording studio. <laughs> yeah, it's
6: my it's my little fidget spinner. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, before there were uh, spinning wheels um, and just. The industrial revolution and just industrial changes to production of textiles all fiber was spun on spindles um so they're incredibly relevant tools today as well Um, and so one of the books that i use a lot as well is respect the spindle by abby frankmont and it's an authoritative thorough book about spindle spinning um, and i learn something new every single time i pick it up
0: and it's portable Absolutely. So while Sleeping Beauty romanticized the spinning wheel, um, these spindles are really cool because you can do it anywhere.
6: Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more involved if you were to lug around a spinning wheel if you wanted to spin on the go. Uh, but spindles, uh, on the other hand, are really, really portable and efficient. Some people have even 3D printed their own spindles. And it really is just a matter of what tool you want to use for what goal you have.
0: So just like different tools, there's different mediums, right? Dog hair. Do you have a favorite medium you're working with right now?
6: Yeah, right now I'm really, really excited to work with sheep wool. And so I'll reach out to farmers and they'll send me their wool and I'll get to wash it and turn it into something beautiful. So when I work with a sheep's fleece, I'm instantly connected uh, to the people who raised them and supporting the local economy. And I often reflect on the process of making by hand like so many people have before me. And I, I really like to consider uh, how much of our lives have been influenced by domestic skills and trades because they're so practical, but they've also been historically overlooked rather than seen as inventive and beautiful. And now that I know what it takes and how much time goes into making something by hand, I find myself appreciating art of all kinds, even more.
0: Uh, I agree. If you've ever tried a new craft like ceramics or bread baking or woodworking, whatever it is, you come away with an appreciation for the artisans who do it well, right? It seems of late there is a renaissance in fiber arts and making the way our grandparents did, while at the same time, there's also a growing interest in how technology can be used to make things digitally,
4: yeah, I feel like I grew up at just the right age where technology was so ingrained um, in so many aspects that I didn't even realize like, that there was this thing called digital art. To me, it was all art. I didn't realize that video games and animated TV shows were a different medium. I was always just drawing with pencil, and I thought these people were just amazing at creating these super cool, clean lines. Um, so yeah. As a young artist, I was very, very drawn to all of like those digital mediums. And once I found out what digital art was, I dove in. By the time I was a teenager, I was completely um, hooked on learning digital art. I got my first um, tablet, and I plugged up to my little old laptop, and I learned how to draw on a free drawing software program. And it was a new experience for me. I had always, you know, sketched as, you know, pencil, paper, markers, pens in my sketchbook and things like that. And here it was this whole new tool that I knew was going to open up like a whole new world for me, you know, whether that was going to be like, oh, you know, designing characters or jumping into like making video games, whatever it was, I knew that it was going to open up a whole world to me. And I actually want to recommend a resource that I found on Udemy called... Um, The Ultimate Guide to Digital Sketching, Um, it is a course that goes over some of the basics of like what digital art really is. Um, He goes into what tools you might need. Um, But the majority of the focus is really about sketching, sketching digitally and kind of creating really messy artwork just in order to learn the process because it is so different from traditional art. So if you're someone who, you know, maybe likes to draw or maybe doesn't like to draw and you kinda want to jump in and like start learning, I definitely recommend that course. Um he goes into a lot of detail and it gives like really good ideas for practice and how you can kind of hone your skills and focusing on that sketching rather than a nice finished piece.
0: Nice. And where do people find you to me?
4: Um, you can find Udemy at JoColibrary.org slash eLearning. Um, that's where we have all of
5: our databases and more resources to learn all types of things. All right. Another database that I've really become immersed in lately has been Mango languages, because I decided, well, all of my family lines are German and it would really be advantageous for me to to learn that language a bit, and it's kind of a way of of communing with with the the folks from the past even though you know I, I never m- knew any of my relatives who, who spoke the language uh, except you know through researching them um, and I really like mango because you get to s- you you see the me- you see the language printed in front of you on the screen and you also then can hear it pronounced and there of course are other other resources at the library like books and and uh audio CDs that that can be helpful but i really like mango for just the variety and uh i'm making some progress in learning the language i i i'm sure i'll not become fluent with it but i'm really enjoying the process
0: guys we could sit here all day and talk about hobbies, couldn't we? But we have to wrap it up. So, um, how about we all uh, take a moment and just share our final thoughts? Yeah,
4: I'll share my final thought for anyone who might be looking to get into digital art and just or just wants to kind of see like what digital art actually is. Um, the digital art book, which is a e-magazine on Libby, is a great resource. It's a collection of some really cool artists. All types of like different styles and things like that. And it is very enjoyable to flip through. So if you want to see some cool digital art, definitely check it
6: out.
0: Mm -hmm. Where do people find Libby?
6: Jocolibrary.org slash ebooks. I'm going to toss out uh, a Libby rec as well. Um, One of the things that I like doing um, is flipping through digital copies of a magazine called Spinoff. And uh, I really like it because it's a, uh, a little taste of a lot. Um, so you can see just how uh, vast and diverse the fiber arts community is because every issue is packed with tips and tricks, new twists on older concepts, and the latest exciting thing that's captured everybody's attention. It's not just spinning, it's weaving um, and a variety of other things. So I like flipping through that to get new ideas and see what's happening.
5: And if you're interested in knowing what's available at the Genealogy Library at Central, there is a a video clip on our website, which is essentially a little tour, and you can learn what is available there and get started or continue your search of your family tree.
0: And you can do it at home in your jammies. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, my favorite way to find new stuff is just to browse the new bookshelf and just serendipitously touch all the books and open them and look inside.
6: Helen, do you think you're going to be picking up a new hobby after this?
0: Oh, I already have so many hobbies. I'm drowning in hobbies. I think you squeeze a few more in there. I know that Udemy learning to draw. I've always wanted to learn to draw. And when I was taking, um, I used to go to the Clay Guild and and build pots and stuff. And the challenge, no, back up, it was when I was trying to learn how to watercolor. You have to know how to draw. (laughs) Right. But in pottery, if you want to make a design on a pot or something, you really have to have some drawing skills. So that that has piqued my interest. I don't know when I would squeeze it in. But anyways, guys, thanks for being here. This was was fun. Thanks for having us. For a list of the resources that we've mentioned today, you can check jocolibraryorg
1: uncovered. Don't go anywhere. There's more JoCo Library Uncovered to come.
2: We'll wrap things up with this from Stephen M. Gelber, who is a professor of history at Santa Clara University and author of the book Hobbies, Productive Leisure and the Culture of Work in America. He says, hobbies are a contradiction. They take work and turn it into leisure and take leisure and turn it into work. So this contradiction is perhaps why hobbies sometimes get a bad rap. You know, um, hobbies are work. Mm-hmm. But isn't it the best kind of work? Think about all the different types of work for all the people in your life, right? You yeah. do so many things for other people. Isn't it nice to know that a hobby can be work that's just about you? That is a nice
3: that's a nice message, Dave.
2: Thank you. I try to make I I try to make things nice and happy, and that's my hobby. Making things nice, I guess. I yeah. don't know.
3: Yep. And you do a good job of that. (laughs) Well, on to the the next thing—a brilliant transition. Uh, Speaking of happy, next episode we're going to be talking. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about crime, right? But we are going to be focusing on Casey True Crime for that episode. So, talking about things, resources that you can access. maybe even talk to an author of a true crime book so yeah
2: um yeah and, and what's what's fascinating is the actual uh criminal history in kansas city has influenced not only uh non works but fiction as well yeah yeah so um i can't wait <laughs> it should be good stuff
1: Co-Library Uncovered.
2: If you enjoyed today's topics, you might just be interested in these recommendations from our collection. First, it's a Charles choice. And
3: today I am taking a page out of Dave's book and going with part of our collection that is online. So if you have the Libby app for your ebooks and downloadable audiobooks, you may or may not be aware that there are magazines in there. And the magazines cover all sorts of subjects from tech and gaming to crafts or baking or cooking, all sorts of different titles that you can browse through and like hobbies yeah lots of lots (laughs) of hobbies so i'm recommending you check out model railroading because i am not into the model railroading hobby but you can look at the magazine for free and see all the cool train
2: layouts and maybe someday i'll get into model trains yeah 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 yeah, I mean, we do live in Kansas where sometimes it's just too hot to go outside and it's just too cold to go outside and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> might as well set up a train. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, next is a Dave's video recommendation, and I'm encouraging you to go to jocolibrary.org slash e-learning. Normally I send you to Canopy. No, not, well, no, that's not right. Uh, you are going to e-learning, but scroll down to the great courses section and click on go to great courses and spoiler yes it is canopy (laughs) (laughs) you will land on the canopy page with all of the great courses categories lo and behold the second row in the category list is hobbies wow yeah (laughs) you can learn how to draw uh, find out about cooking techniques, dog training, and more. So for a
3: full list of our book report recommendations, you can go to our webpage, jocolibrary.org uncovered.
1: JoCo Library Uncovered is a production of Johnson County Library and is recorded at the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. We would love to read your thoughtful emails at uncovered at jocolibrary.org. Join our online conversation at facebook.com slash Joko Look for us on Twitter at JOCO Library. Our website is Jokolibrary.org. Subscribe to Joko Library Uncovered through your favorite podcatcher or go to JoColibrary.podbean.com. Thanks for listening, and come back in two weeks for more Joko Library Uncovered.